0: Let's start with the MDR. So if you're buying two or more properties, if you're buying two or more properties okay, from the same seller, you can claim multiple dwellings relief. And what that means is you work out the average cost. It's a bit like what we called, talked about yesterday for uh, granny annexes, yeah? And in fact, I'll, I'll do an example for you. If, Shamila, you can pull up the STLT page mm-hmm. uh, with the tax rates. That saves me skipping the slide over here. So let's do an example together. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you. sell. Sell, you're buying two properties for two different prices. One's going to be a cheap one, one's going to be an expensive one. Sell, how much is the cheap one for? 40,000. 50,000. She's a good negotiator. 80,000. <laughs> Where are you buying these, by the way? Actually, that is the price of a piece of land in Leeds. Yeah, I thought Leeds was expensive. Yeah, okay. Let's say a hundred thousand, and then you're buying an expensive one. And let's just assume these are your second or additional properties. So, on the first one, the SDLT is going to be three percent. Yeah, because it's second and additional. Okay, so you've got the three grand here, but nothing else, yeah? Uh, because the first 125,000 pounds is STLT free. On this one here, we've got 3%, yeah? Which is 15,000. And now let's work out the STLT. So this is where you're gonna have to help me, Shamila, and somebody else with a calculator, possibly. So, the, the first... The that. Not, many, not, not today? Not maths. Yeah. Okay. So what, what do you want me to work out? How so 125,000 times two percent. 125. Which is going to be give you. 2,500 times two percent. Two and a half grand. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got two and a half grand, and then so two percent, two and a half grand, and then you've got five uh, yeah. percent for the balance of 250,000. So if you do, yeah. 250,000. Yeah. Which is going to be. 12 and a half thousand, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so 12 and a half plus two and a half uh, gives you 15, 15 plus 15, 30 grand, yeah? So here you're paying 30,000 pounds, and here you're paying 3,000 pounds, so you're paying 33,000, yeah? Now if you're buying from the same seller at the same time, 600 grand, then you've got a second option, which is 100 grand plus 500 grand, gives you 600 grand, yeah? You divide that by two, so you're buying each property for 300,000, yeah? Now, Shamila, we're gonna work out the SDLT on 300,000 pounds. So, the 3%, yeah? is gonna give us 9,000, yeah? And then, the first 125, there's nothing there. The next 125 is 2%, okay? Which gives us 2,500, yeah? So, that gets us to 250, and then 50 grand and 5%, which gives us another 2.5 grand, yeah? So 5 plus 9, 14, 000. okay? So it's 14,000 pounds per property times 2 gives us 28,000, yeah? Because we've got two properties, yeah? So we compare 28,000, and I'm doing this for you, for your benefit, so you can work it out, times 30,000. So in this case, it's not a big saving, but it sometimes can be a big saving, yeah? Sorry, 33, yeah, so it's a, it's a five grand saving, which isn't bad, is it? Yeah, so if you're buying two or more properties from the same person, you can claim multiple dwellings relief. If you're buying six or more from the same person, you can do, use MDR, or you can use non-residential rate of STLT, which might work out lower for you. In in which case of you, so if you if Tahir you were buying six flats from somebody, uh, you'd work out the S D L T on the standard rate, then you'd, you'd work out M D R, and then you'd work out non-residential rates. Whichever one's the uh, the least, that's the option you choose. With M D R, by the way, and this can happen. Uh, the figure could end up being zero. It isn't, but it could end up being zero. If it, if it is zero, for whatever reason, you have to pay a minimum of 1% SDLT on the entire transaction. Okay, so it can never be zero. 1% is the least you can pay. Okay? How can you check the non-residential rates? Is that- I think I've got them here, so is it, is it, First, 150, no STLT. Okay. Next, 100,000, 2%. Next 100,000 and that takes you to 250. Anything over 250, 5%. Okay, thank you. 3%. Everybody familiar with the addition 3%? Yeah, when you, when you buy a second. So, Julie, you live in your own home. You then have a buy-to-let property as well. You're going to buy a second new home. You pay 3% on that, okay? Because you could now got two, three properties in total. Is there any way you can claim back the 3% on your second new home at some point in the future? If you sell the first one, yeah. A lot of people don't know that, three years. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Is that if you've lived in it for more than three years? You know, three no, no, just yeah. If you sell it within three years of buying your new one, yeah. How do you do that? You have to make a reclaim with HMRC, right. uh, which is a pain in the backside, by the way. Uh, sell it's not easy, it really is about uh, pain. So, if the break is longer than three years, you lose that. Yeah, yeah. What if you sell to your own company and you go in? Yeah, that that's the advice we give people usually <laughs> okay. is sell to your own company and pay some SDLT because usually, not all the time, usually most people are upgrading, okay? Mm. Okay, or upsizing rather than downsizing. So, then uh, the new home costs a lot more than their current home so to transfer the current home into a a limited company the SDLT is less than uh, what they're paying on the new home at 33% yeah so yeah Yeah. or if you sell your home then and you replace it within three years then you then you don't pay the 3% either so sometimes people might you might sell your own home and you might move abroad for a year you come back as long as you buy the replacement within three years no three percent to pay either. a company house that you own, your company, your company bought a house. Say mixed commercial, semi commercial. Can you live on the upstairs and your downstairs? In a limited company. Yeah. Limited. No. Your company. You can live in it, but you've got to pay more tax. I'll cover that for you in the in a, in a few slides, yeah. well, Do You know the CGT uh, that you will gain from selling your own home. People sometimes say you could move it into other investment to not pay the CGT. No, that only applies if you have if you sell a business, Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can invest in an enterprise investment scheme, okay, and defer the CGT. Mm -hmm. If you keep your money in there for five years, then you don't pay the CGT, and any profit you make, you don't pay any income tax either. Right. But but it has to be a trading business, not an investment business. Okay, so that's one of the additional tax reliefs available to trading businesses. Just a quick one, Shad. you know when you sell it, um, you it back in three years, what's the lowest time you can live in the house? It doesn't matter how long you live in it. No? no, no. As long as you sell the first one, within three years of buying the second one, you get a 3% back. So here you've got the rates. If you're not resident in the UK, you pay, in a, which I assume doesn't apply to anybody here, uh, you pay an additional 2% SDLT when you buy a property in the UK. Okay? Uh, so then I think that's probably going to go up uh, in future years. But this is the point I was making yesterday. As the value of the property goes up, the rate of SDLT goes up as well. So the more expensive the property, the more SDLT you're paying as a percentage. And that's why it helps if you're buying two or more properties or if you've got a granny a- annex because you're then pushing the, the, the value down. So you're paying a lower percentage, yeah? So this was the, the question somebody was asking earlier, I think, was it you, uh, who's asking about, was, I think it was Caroline, the, uh, how long do you live in a property for it to qualify for your principal private re- residence? And there's no period. I mean, there's accountants who will tell you three months, six months, there's no period. It depends on the quality of occupation. So how do we justify or substantiate qual quality of occupation? Utility. Utility rules. Just change the rules and being there for a while. That's proof of occupation. Okay. That's not quality of occupation. Oh you just need to live there, don't you? Yeah. For whatever period of time okay. you probably live there. But okay. So when you probably live there, yeah. how do you demonstrate that it was a quality ocup- occupation as opposed to an occupation of convenience to claim a tax relief you're not actively living somewhere else and go to local schools. ah yes that is it so local school caroline i think you and i already talked about this so you can just listen in so local school anything else no. sorry uh you said, I said doctor. yeah doctor and dentist uh Laura, you said electoral register? Yeah. 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 Anything else? Place of worship. Place of worship, yeah. So local place of worship. Anything else? Transport. Transport, closer to certain transport. No, no, no. So involvement in the community, yeah. So if you're helping a local charity or local school, whatever people want to do locally, shows that that you're involved with the community, yeah. So these are the things, some of the things that you have to do in order to show it was your intention to become part of that community and live in that house or that property, yeah? And if you do this, I think even if you live in the house for a month, same PPR, yeah? If you don't do this, including changing all the bills into your name, you moving your bank, telling HMRC you've moved as well, all that kind of stuff, all to the address, this stuff here, you're okay. But, don't Sorry, so you don't need to move the You have to. No, yeah. Just no, yeah. move everything. Here we go. This is the important bit. So, if you buy a property in a limited company, which a lot of people do, uh, and it's in the UK and it's worth more than £500,000 and on the 1st of April 2012 going forward and is owned by a company fully or partly, so this could be a mixed partnership, Joanna, Yeah, and that property is not rented out on a commercial basis, i.e. you live in the property or you allow families, your family members or your children to live in the property. You have to pay additional tax every single year. Based on the value of the property, that's how much tax you would pay. Mm -hmm. So the property is less than 500 grand, you're okay. More than 500 grand to a million pounds, you're paying three and a half thousand pounds every year between one to two million, seven thousand, and it goes up and up and up and up. And if you're fortunate enough to have a property worth twenty million, you're paying two hundred twenty thousand pounds a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be you to hear probably in five years' time. Yeah. Yeah, happy to pay that. Yeah, but you're probably not gonna buy the property in the company name anyway, by in your own name. Okay. So it has to be let to to a third part, a third party on a commercial basis or open to the public. Dear the other stuff doesn't apply to you really. Simply speaking, the, what you need to know is, do not buy a property that you're gonna live in through a company. So apart from paying ATED, if you buy a property through a company that you're gonna live in, what's the main tax relief you're gonna lose out on? All the company gains. Yeah, the principal private residence relief because that's only available to individuals and not companies, yeah? So the home that you're gonna live in, always have it in your own name. That's the point here, yeah? And this is, I think really this was introduced for foreign investors, end up buying property in a limited company and then they live in that property. This doesn't really affect many people in the UK, but it's important for you to know how it works, yeah? Okay, commercial rates. So all of these types of property or land qualify for non-residential rates of SDLT. If you buy six or more, like I said earlier, you pay non-residential residential rates yeah mixed-use property which we talked about yesterday Shamila with your dad's example okay Mm -hmm. downstairs shop upstairs uh, residential you pay uh, commercial rates and in fact here's the rates for you yeah and this is gonna work out to be cheaper usually uh, because if you have a flat upstairs and it's your second proper second or additional property you'd have to pay the extra three percent but because you're buying it as a mixed property, mm-hmm. no extra, no additional three percent to pay. Everybody mm-hmm. with that, yeah. that's okay? Worth it on that. Mm-hmm. Especially where your dad's property is or your family's property is, yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, that's worth quite a bit of money. Okay, this is a nasty one. So, if you buy two or more properties from the same person mm-hmm. at different times, that will be treated as a linked transaction okay what that means Julie is this, you'll have to pay a higher rate of SDLT on the second property because it's going to be deemed as though you've bought both properties together make sense or no well they get added on they get added on yeah Even so they're on separate titles and both are different yeah yeah they do it? and is there any time period like between buying and YouTube that's bizarre, isn't it? Because uh, it's, it's going the other way from buying them together. It introduced at a time when people used to sell properties piecemeal to try and avoid certain STLT liabilities. Uh, if you ask most solicitors, Julie, they say to you, there's no time limit per se. But I think the longer the interval, the more likely this one applied to you. The shorter the interval, the more likely so if it's six months a year 18 months i think you've got a problem yeah so they add the price together so the first property you bought for 500 grand uh the second property you're buying for 500 grand okay and you you know if you buy a property for a million pounds okay you've got to pay more stlt or, or on the second hundred thousand pounds mm-hmm. so it's going to be very penal mm-hmm. uh so you want to try and avoid that if you're buying properties from somebody who's still selling three or four try and buy them in one go they can just claim multiple dwellings relief, yeah? Because these now work out cheaper for you. So you can't like, then claim multiple dwellings. No. Dwellings no. Because no. they you're only buying you're only buying one property at that time. So who's, who's, who's you're the you're the buyer, you have to pay for that? You gotta pay for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So don't buy yeah. a second property from the same person unless it's been Is it the same development or is it the same developer? Could be same same entity selling entity yeah so they could have another unit somewhere else or another developer somewhere else we have no no I mean if we was like to developer, a let's say it's I mean, Barclay Homes or something they got a unit here they got a unit no no then you'll be fine that's fine it's then, the same same overall building no it's same old, same overall building if you're buying from Barclay Homes yeah. or if you're buying from an individual so let's, let's say Joanna's selling three properties she's got one in Leeds one in Peterborough, oh, okay. one in Manchester, you buy the first one in Leeds, second one in, in, in Manchester in six months time for a reason. On the second one, you guess the total value is added together. So on the second one, you'll pay more STLT because it pushes you into, into higher rates. So one seller, multiple locations, still liable. Yes. Yeah. So it, 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 it's quite a, a nasty rule. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple.